toilet. Here we go. I didn't lie. We're going. We are. I, I am Pretty Boy Gangster Playboy Outer Space Vampire Wiggly. And on the Skype pipe with me, Dad, I guess, Kyle. Hey, I'm the Mario to your Luigi. Oh, you are? Yeah. I'm Luigi. Hey, right. I'm a fucking Luigi. Why doesn't it's, Luigi talk? Oh, he does. I guess he does. I'm cooked lasagna nonviolence. Very good. These are real particular inside jokes that you only know about if you're us in the thread of the texts between just Wiggly and I. Right. Hey, it's May Rio. Oh, it's that's May stupid. Rio. Oh, it's a terrible name. We've discussed it all month long, and we're wrapping up with probably the strongest title. That actually has Mario in it. That has Mario in it, right. <laughs> We built up to this very moment. We did. Uh, we built the foundation to, or the evolutionary trail that led up to Mario. We're talking Mario Bros. No super needed. No. 1983 by Nintendo R&D1 and put mm. out by Nintendo. Mm. Let me tell you and something. And if you don't know what this game is, you're a fucking idiot. No, I, a lot of people don't. No. I, I guess it, it's been rehashed so many times wiggly how could you not know the mario bros game it really has it was in mario brothers 3 as a versus mode oh. they re-released it for the gba they keep going back to this game and i'll mm. discuss why a little later okay. I, I think i think in japan this game is held up to the standard that it should be or, or heralded as it should be and not so much in north america and i have some opinions as to why that is but we'll get into that a little later well let me tell you this yeah i used to go to showtime pizza by myself yeah, yeah. Get twenty dollars worth of quarters i would go to the fucking pizza guy say give me twenty dollars worth of quarters and you go, go to the mechanical bear <laughs> and ask the mechanical bear for twenty dollars mm. worth of quarters mm. They'd go up to Fats, the keyboardist gorilla, for the Rockefeller explosion. <laughs> Dude, so I would sit in the stands, and, and, and I would be so pissed sometimes. Um, so so uh, let me just say this. I'd play Moon Patrol and Mario Bros., and that was mm-hmm. it. A roll of $20 quarters for right. Mario Bros., a roll of $20 quarters, Moon Patrol, and a roll of $20 quarters to punch the guy in the face that wouldn't let me in to see the Rockefeller explosion because it was some kid's birthday party. <laughs> Is that true they would section off the band? Well, there was one time that I went in, and I don't know if this happened once or twice, but you used to be able to go in anytime. I mean, you know what it was like? It's like that fucking jousting thing. What do they call that? 
when you go to see a, a fake uh, medieval medieval times they used to call that's, it that's what they call it yep yeah and you know you go and you say about wenches and all this other stupid right. shit and you, bunch you, of, you know. bunch of herbs pretend they're <laughs> game of thrones yeah, indeed so but that's what it was sort of like because fats and the band would be playing you'd get your pizza and then explain you, this to the listener because they might not be familiar regionally they might not be mm. familiar with showbiz pizza this was definitely something that was going on in Pennsylvania, but not going on in new york new york's variant would be obviously chuck e cheese yeah which was a piece of shit wow because adults didn't go to chuck e cheese it was all ball pit motherfucking That's true. stupid That's true. hey find a dead baby in the ball pit i don't know why i said that <laughs> That's where teenage girls went. To. Oh my god, that's terrible! Wiggly. Don't even finish that joke, even for our show. That's not appropriate. Oh my god, why that's did that happen? All right, if hell exists, I'll meet you there. Well, it's because I hate Chuck E. Cheese because it ruined teenage moms as well. Chuck E. Cheese ruined fucking animatronics. For adults and children and, you know, families, you can uh, buy a DVD of the Rock of Fire Explosion. I'm all set. I don't need to do that. (laughs) Well, I bought one DVD and then, uh, you know, I'm a member of Amazon Prime. You get all these free movies and all that bullshit. Oh, me too. I suggested my wife and I watch Swiss Army Man on our alone time. And by the end of the film, I thought she was going to file for divorce. I've never heard of it. (laughs) Check it out. (laughs) Okay. The reason I brought it up was because you can only buy it from Amazon Video. Yeah. I bought it because it was really worth it. Let me back up. So it was a lot of video games, and I mean prime video games. And it had the ball pit and shit for kids. And there was, you know, a little stool that a kid could play Nintendo's player's choice. Okay. I want to play the Nintendo version of Punch-Out when the giant fucking double screen Punch-Out machine with the big uppercut red button is there next to it. Love it. it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, but they did, they actually had the Punch-Out in the player's player, what was player 10 or something like that? Play choice 10. That's it. Yeah. You know how many games were in there? Uh, five or six? Ten. Oh, wow! That's a lot! <laughs> so you would go in there and they'd have uh, arcade games and then they'd sell you some shitty pizza, which I loved for some reason. I got bad news for you real quick, Wiggly. Yeah. Um, Chuck E. Cheese actually predates Showbiz Pizza. Okay. I, I had... In 1992, they absorbed the company. Right, I know that, and they fucking disassembled and got rid of all the Rockefeller explosion. Some of this shit they turned into their mechanical bullshit and it's so goddamn sad because Rockefeller explosion rocked. They ruled, man. I'll tell you something. In the early 2000s, here on Long Island, you would love this, there was a place privately owned called Bowinkles. Mm. And it was Rocky and Bowinkle Chuck E. Cheese. Whoa, I, I remember that. Yeah, so I never they, had, they had animatronics. 
it was Boris, Natasha, Rocky, and Bullwinkle. I don't know if it was licensed or not. I believe it was licensed <laughs> yeah. appropriately. And then there was an injury at the park. So they like changed the name and got rid of the animatronics. But for a brief period of time, there was a sort of showbiz pizza, Chuck E. Cheese experience here in New York mm. that revolved around Dudley Do-Right, Rocky mm. and Bullwinkle, and, and, and the rest of the cast. Wow. Yeah, I would amazing. love that. Some people it hate pretty cool. Some people hate it. Those people are called assholes, I believe. <laughs> well, you know, it's it. You have to consider the time it came out and sure. how political it was. Right, it's there's, ugly. There's, I understand that people didn't like the the character's design or ooh. the animation of it because it was done on the cheap. But that's the charm of it, at least for me, in my opinion. I love the character design. I anyway, do too, but I, we're getting off track. Yeah, here. we are. We're getting way off track. I, I really Let's need to. Rocky and Bullwinkle is a separate side. <laughs> project that we're working on that is behind a paywall <laughs> yeah. they're gonna fight against a rock of fire explosion but i gotta tell you about the rock of fire explosion uh re- really quickly keep in mind we are talking about mario bros this week <laughs> which is a huge title but this is gonna be like a three-hour episode but it's showbiz pizza okay that's where i got to see and put my forty dollars per visit there get a little bit of pizza watch a little bit of rock of fire explosion a couple songs they change out the songs uh sometimes when you went like every month or something and the band you know would change it would be kind of really cool thing sometimes they did christmas medleys and shit like that and they actually did like beach boy medleys because there was a surfer dude there was yeah. uh, uh the, the the female mouse had pom-poms um, i thought it was weird that they did slayer in the 90s i thought that kind of yeah. poor choice but and they chopped off that bird's head that lived in the garbage can that was kind of yeah that was kind of bizarre the guy that played the jug he ate it right and then the bear like that was it, the bear it, it, it came out that the bear was peeing on prostitutes which was really strange <laughs> yeah okay all this is really taking away our time from our show <laughs> So you're, it's a you're right. Very reference, by yeah. the way. Rest in peace, kind of, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My dingling is pissing on you. Um, I did find out that Chuck E. Cheese uh, did predate it. I was kind of sad about that, but it doesn't yeah. matter because this was really cool. And like I said, adults would be in there, teenagers would be in there. I guess I was maybe 17, 18, some, somewhere around there. Mm hmm. Um, You'd drive there with your girlfriend, you know. You'd have a good time. You watch the fucking robots and shit like that, and then you'd play video games. Sometimes a hand would come out from the coin slot. I'm thinking of Hollywood Zapped. Oh, I don't, I don't remember which one, Joysticks or Hollywood Zapped. They get me confused. Just blends. It could be part two, or maybe watching in a row, and you don't know where one stops and the other begins. Rest in peace, Lloyd Kaufman. Now I'm really, 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 really off track. Sure. Uh, but find out about the Rockefeller explosions. There's people that bought these fucking things and they set them up in their garage. Oh my goodness. And they have the lights that go with them, the smoke machines, the everything, and they've programmed them to do. They might have Slayer. What now? Yeah. yeah. They, might, they might have the band doing Slayer because they have the band doing all these different songs, hard rock songs and everything. Uh, Some weird type of programming. It's, it's like sequencing on the EPS 16 Plus. Like when you listen to my old albums, every time you hear uh, the drums, every single part of the drums is not a drum machine or a sequence that you pull into, you know, GarageBand or something like that. It's me actually going. 
for every little bit of that drum. And mm-hmm. that's sort of how you have to do it for the Rock of Fire explosion. You have to Jeez. get the music and then, you know, each little bit, his head, his eyes, his hands, where the guitar is and all this other kind of shit are, are all these almost analog things, but it's wow. computerized. Yeah, it's really something. So check it out. Mario. Yeah. What happens to him? It's single screen. Right. You know, there's games that predate this that fall into that category of platformer as far as genre is concerned. Yeah. But I feel like this game really defined what a platformer was. Yeah. It probably gets enough credit in Japan, but I don't think it gets enough credit in North America for building that foundation that led up to the Super Mario franchise. Yeah. So it's one screen and there's pipes that happen. So let's think of the Mario things that are similar. There's pipes, there's turtles, there's... Pipes uh, are green. Pipes are green? And yeah, the pipes are green in this game. And the reason that happened was uh, because obviously pipes in the real world aren't green. (laughs) But Miyamoto had a very... Yeah, (laughs) they're red. Miyamoto had a very limited color palette, but he wanted to keep the game very colorful. So he he made the pipes green as just an aesthetic choice. And that's something that has been carried out throughout the history of this franchise. Mm, but Mario cannot go through the pipe or Luigi. No, no. <clears throat> and yeah, this is the first appearance of Luigi because it's really the first appearance of the Mario Bros. Yeah. Previous, uh, you know, we talked a couple weeks back about Donkey Kong and how Donkey Kong is a Mario game, but... Initially, he's called Jumpman yeah. in that game, and there was no Luigi. No. no, Luigi was in jail at that time, I think. <laughs> <clears throat> he was pissing on... <laughs> uh, you brought that. I don't, I'm going to edit that out. Um, I figured as much. Yeah. So, Luigi is Mario <laughs> with the green outfit on. He right. is not skinny Luigi that we know today. And You wouldn't see a... a sprite change in luigi until super mario brothers 2 us okay he was be a palette swap between the character until that game but the color palettes in this game are very unique Mm. in that luigi and mario their sequence won't be repeated again in the history of the franchise of super mario brothers but there would be ports of this game where particularly mario would be wearing the red shirt and blue overalls Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Let's talk about the level layout. Yes. Oh, 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 and I mentioned there's turtles in it, but, but, but something surprising about the turtles. Yeah. Not turtle. And uh, so it's a layout like this. There's the top level where it has the top mm-hmm. pipe where the creatures come out of. Then there's a secondary level. The top has a break in the middle. Mm-hmm. The middle has... A break, two breaks. Right, two breaks, one on each uh, three quarters of the way through yeah. each one. Yeah. And then the bottom level is just the bottom. Of Has the, an opening in the middle, and that's where the power block is. Right, 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 right. Okay. And the, your characters can run off the sides of the screen and come out right. the other side. So that's Correct. another thing to remember. And one neat thing is when your character gets killed, you come down and escalate. And, uh, some type of weird. I don't know why I called it an escalator because it's more of a, an, a platform. It's very much elevator. more like an elevator. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. So uh, maybe I did say elevator. I don't know. That was a long time ago, and I was high. 
Because Fats had the best weed, man. <laughs> We're still going back to showbiz <laughs> we pizza. We are. Yeah. We're going to be in showbiz all day. <laughs> I feel like showbiz pizza really derailed us on this episode. <laughs> oh, my God. I, that's why I couldn't wait to do this game. Yeah. To talk about showbiz. Showbiz pizza. What a great memory. So there are platforms in this game. Obviously, this game came out after Donkey Kong. But it still has that girder feel of navigating between these separate levels. But in this game, unlike Donkey Kong, it's not about how high you can get. Right. How high don't you need to get? (laughs) There's different critters that are plugging the sewers, you see. Oh, you know where you would see the same type of feel I had was (laughs) in the Mario for the Virtual Boy. Oh, Mario Clash? Yeah. Now, you you did jump on them. To, right. uh, to Scorsham, which we'll talk about, that you don't jump on these guys or you die. You're dead if you touch them. But it had a feel to that, like um, like the fun of it. The same fun mm-hmm. I got out of that, although you went into the third dimension in the, the Mario Clash. and but you, Mario but Clash the, is very much a proper sequel to mm-hmm. this game. I agree. The turtles will go through the pipes and then you could try to throw a, your fucking shit at them. And, and it was just, it's just a really neat game. They, in Mario Clash, yes. it's very much, instead of the three tiers that are present in Mario Bros, in Mario Clash, it's a foreground, background play where you jump mm-hmm. between the two. So you jump between being closer to uh, the player and then being further away, and you can attack enemies across those two planes. And you do that here a little bit where it's not obviously 3D, but especially when you play two players, Mm. you can (laughs) you can not only uh, screw the other player over, (laughs) but you can work together to uh, mitigate the enemies on two two different planes. Now, speaking about screwing your friends, when you were at Showbiz Pizza. Oh, my God. (laughs) And you were playing by yourself and some little kid came up and was Luigi. He would just push you into the fucking critters and kill you all the time. Couldn't you stand on their head just for a little bit yes. of a while? Yeah. And, and then, you could actually <laughs> bounce the player by jumping. Right. Like if they were standing on your head and you jumped, you bounced them up. Those little fuckers, I wanted to just backhand them. because I they, know uh, we've, we've diverted into so many different stories, but real quick, back in the 90s, maybe it was Area 51, it was some light gun game. I was playing the light gun game. Some little kid came over and wanted to play with me. And I took my light gun and just playing around, I went bang, pointing it at him. And the kid left. (laughs) He put his credits into play. But because I I pretended to shoot him with the light gun, and it was very much in like a a friendly joking manner. Because it was always joking. It's always joking to point a gun at somebody. At a child. I'm a horrible human being. <laughs> Let's keep talking about Mario Bros. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But it did. It stuck with me because I felt terrible that the kid left. Anyway, mm. um, what games are similar to Mario Bros? Hmm. Mappy? I don't have any. Mappy? Mappy maybe, yeah. Yeah. Except there's no trampolines. There's right. that fucking pow block, which I love, but you always hit it by accident. Yes. Tell them what the pow block does. Yeah. Wait, first tell us the critters. And then we'll right. then we'll find out what the pow block does. We have turtles. Yeah. We have crabs. <laughs> we, <laughs> you have crabs. 
We have flies slash moths. <laughs> Is that what they're called in the game? Yeah, that's what they call it, fly slash moths. And then we have icicles that we have to navigate, <sighs> and also fireballs. Yes, yes, yes. Now, and there's two different types of fireballs. There's a blue and a red, right. Mm. The goal of the game is to flip the, except for the fireballs, the goal of the game is to flip the characters over so they're prone. Once they're prone, you can jump onto the level of which they're prone and knock into them and kick them off the level to clear them from the board. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? Oh, and then a coin comes out. Right. And you can collect the coin, or you can miss the coin, <laughs> depending on your level of gameplay. And I got to say, about the coin, this is when Nintendo was really starting to define who they were. Mm-hmm. As we discussed in previous weeks, I feel like Nintendo was at the same level or tier of a universal, where they took somebody else's ideas, and they either cloned it, or expounded upon it. Now, Universal was very good at taking someone else's ideas and adding something new into it. Universal took Pac-Man and made Ladybug. Mm-hmm. And Ladybug is a very enjoyable game because of the different mechanics that they put into the Pac-Man mechanic. Nintendo didn't have as much success replicating other people's games. I feel like they were better at coming up with original concepts. At the very beginning of this month, we talked about Sheriff. And although... It wasn't popular at the time. I feel that that was a strong title for the company. And I feel Mario Bros. is a very strong title for the company. The ideas that they had behind this game showed which direction they were going to move into the future. Where they were no longer cloning Breakout or Galaga. They were going to try something new and exciting. And even though, like with Donkey Kong, where they wanted to use the Popeye franchise... Mm -hmm. They couldn't get it at the time, so they put in these original characters. This was a game very much in the sensibility of, we're going to create an original concept with original characters and do something different. That's what makes this game truly unique. Like, Donkey Kong is a platformer, but this game truly is a platformer in the sense that you're flipping over enemies, you're hitting them, you're navigating the screen. Single screen action platformer. Again, like, I hate doling out this title, but pure arcade game oh yeah you learn it very quickly and while mario behaves differently he definitely behaves more like what you would expect in future mario titles than he does in donkey kong and more plumber like sure because you're dealing with pipes and critters coming out of the pipes what's interesting about that is miyamoto has said that the setting for this game is New York, because he interprets the uh, subterranean plumbing of New York to be some sort of like labyrinth. Mm-hmm. It was cool. I think that's an interesting side note. This game is taking place in New York. I guess this is what leads up to him going into the Mushroom Kingdom. You know. I see. So about the coins, they spin around and and they work their way to the bottom pipes. I, I, I went down this rabbit hole of talking about how exceptional this game is. The coins, the animation of that coin is fucking phenomenal for the vintage of this game. Yeah. Like it looks like something that you'd expect later on in the 90s with the pre rendered polygon graphics of like a Donkey Kong Country. Just that coin animation of how it spins. Mm -hmm. And it's probably only like two or three frames of animation, but the color choices, super satisfying looking at the coin. I know I'm getting wrapped up in this coin, but seriously, if you haven't played this game, seek it out 
and check out just the animation on that coin. It really, like, the attention to detail on that is something exceptional. Yeah. It's a neat workaround because they couldn't make it a solid coin that spins around. So what they did was they made a a circle become oblong and, and whatnot. And then they made it all colorful that it would just swap the color palette like in a pattern. This coin is going through all these uh, color shifts so that it can actually look like a spinning coin. You're right. It is cool. And it does escape on you if you do not collect it by running into it. Now, you could also hit it from below and that gives you more points. Now, let me tell you this, why I love this game. I love this game for one reason. You mentioned Showbiz that, Pizza. Showbiz Pizza. That's <laughs> my second reason. You mentioned that you hit the critters from below. Well, right. that's because they're on a platform above you. So you actually hit the platform above you that they're standing on, and that flips them mm-hmm. over or makes them mad or does whatever. When you hit the platform above you, the platform actually bulges where you right. just hit. And and it does it so smoothly and so awesomely that that's what really made me love this game. Previous weeks of Mario, we've talked about how Nintendo very much is inspired by Disney and Fleischer animations. Mm. And while you see it in the character design of previous titles like donkey kong and sheriff and not so much monkey magic but sky skipper you see you see the influence of a fleischer or disney or warner brothers Mm -hmm. you see the influence of animation in this game in the choices that they use to show the characters interacting with the environment very much with how Mario hits the platform, it bulges up, the character flips. Extremely impressive. Yeah, yeah. I can't stress it enough. Like, this game is, especially for its period, exceptional. And this is why I like this title more than the games we've talked about previously. It was Nintendo finding out who they were as a company. And it has bonus levels where you just try to collect coins. That continued through the series. Right. And that's a really neat run because you have to be very skilled at jumping between the platforms and how they're set up in order to get the ones where there's two coins together in order and here's to the interesting note yeah. about, about the platforms uh, like unlike donkey kong where if you fell an inch and died yeah <laughs> you remember that yeah so the reason why mario can drop down in this game without dying at any height is because gumpa yokoi suggested that he didn't die from falling mm. legend has it or or my research has it that shigeru miyamoto was reluctant to not have that mechanic in this game Hmm. to have the donkey kong mechanic in this game where if you did fall from a certain height the character would die because he felt that it wasn't very challenging but gun poyoko convinced him that that mechanic should be removed in this game Mm -hmm. and oh my god can you imagine playing mario bros where if you fell two levels worth of the Mm -hmm. platforms you died it would break up the game so much yeah it would ruin the game yeah it would really it would really stop the flow of it and the fun of it sure you came to the game for the coins i came for the bulging (laughs) platform (laughs) 
Let's talk about the enemies. So the turtle is yeah. your first guy, and he's pretty easy. The turtle's walking along not too fast because he's a fucking turtle. So you hit him, and he flips over, and he's no longer uh, like a turtle. Uh, well, no, I think he's just sitting there upside down on his shell. And you go up, and then you have to kick him off to, Wait, to beat now, him. Wait, yes. now, yes, that does happen. You kick him off, you get the points, the coin comes out. Now, if you don't do that, mm-hmm. which will happen later on in the game, because there's so many different enemies to yeah. mitigate, occasionally you'll flip a character over, but not have a chance to get up there and get them. Right. This is where we go back to the Disney Fleischer sensibility of the animation the turtle will come out in his boxers and undershirt and get back into a shell and he's pissed off he's pretty pissed off about it yeah i'm just walking here turn me over like that turn me over and do me good wow (laughs) never mind that's what i used to make no i used to make my max steel robot my max steel robot had voice synthesis instead of a tape inside of him or a kid with a microphone so he's mad and then he becomes a different color shell turtle and he starts going faster yeah then what happens when you get the last turtle or Uh, second to last turtle i should say then the last turtle becomes mad for no reason so he starts going really fast with his red shell Right. And, and later you, on, they have purple shells. Right. Even faster. Right. If you miss them, they do change color. All the enemies change color, and mm-hmm. they do move faster through the platform. Pro player tip on the turtles. Yeah. Try to wait till they get to the very edge of the platform and then hit them, and they should bounce down to the platform you are on. Oh, and my goodness. Just kick so, that's another incredible thing about this game is that you can control how the character or the enemy that you're knocking from the bottom, mm-hmm. which direction they bounce, whether it's left, right, or center, depending on how you're hitting that platform. And yeah, give them a little English. Now, let me yeah. tell you this before you talk about the rest of the, the enemies. Sure. Um, when I put this in, and I, like I said, I love this game. I would play it at Showbiz Pizza. <laughs> I did not recall how fucking skating Mario was. Yeah, he's very slippy. Oh, my God. And even though I got very far in it, I got to the icicles and shit like that. But I still did not get used to how fucking skatey he was. He does not control like he does in Super Mario Brothers. And we should push that because if you haven't played this game, which is ridiculous because (laughs) there's so many different ways to play this game. But don't expect mario to control like he did in super mario brothers one or two or three he is slidey that's a great mechanic that should be how he is it takes him a little while to fucking turn around and go in yeah. the other direction because he's he's really putting on the juice but he slides a little too far <laughs> he does slide a little too far and the other thing you need to keep in mind when playing this game is that unlike the super titles with mario when you jump he jumps more like Simon Belmont in Castlevania mm. than he does in his Super Mario Brothers titles, where you can't push left or push right to move that jump. When you jump, you're jumping straight up. Yeah. So the controls are a little bit different, but if you give the game a chance, I think you'll find that you'll be able to navigate different hazards within the screen. If you understand that, like, okay, this is the bones of a Super Mario Brothers game, And this is the start of that. So he is going to behave a little differently than what he would behave 
or, or control as later on. And for the environment and the game itself, it works. It's a fucking beautiful game. Yeah. Especially for its time. And Nintendo always did that. I think Nintendo always had the best looking sprite type of games, unless you go back further. Right. Sprite wise, yeah, they were trying to make a very expressive sprite. Mm-hmm. Their backgrounds at times were, you know, the. None. (laughs) Yeah, their backgrounds were not as good. But the sprite, the avatar that you were controlling, they try to make it, you know, have character, have expression. Uh, You know, again, going back to Disney and Fleischer, they were trying to make it look very cartoony and fun. This game has all of that. The backgrounds are tight. The characters tight. Let's talk about the fireballs. When you get hit by the fireballs, it looks very much like a, a Disney or Warner Brothers cartoon where he's all crispy. Yeah. Fireballs come in as a mechanic to move you along the game. If you're spending too much time on a screen, a red and blue fireball will show up to try to move you along. But they also present a challenge where if you are skilled enough, uh-huh. you can hit them from below the platform and score a nice amount of points. And then the blue ones only go straight across the level you're on, and right. the red one can follow you down, but it has to like bounce off of things in a certain way. And you can also jump over them. Right. Now, the second enemy that comes out is the crabs, and yeah. they are cool looking as well. Right. And what do they do? Well, they require two hits yeah. to defeat or flip over first they come out and i think they're called sidesteppers in the game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're clipping and clapping as they walk along and you hit them and now they're mad they so they move pissed. quicker yeah they're pissed off they move <laughs> quicker and they w- what will happen is you'll hit them from below and they'll bounce backward which gives you a chance to hit them again mm-hmm. and then they'll flip over and if you make your way up to the platform where they are and knock them over you get the coin now if you miss them they actually turn a pink color and they move very quickly. <laughs> right. So yeah. you have to navigate them as they're uh, darting across the screen. You mentioned Donkey Kong is a making mechanic, but if you haven't seen this, like uh, Kyle says, you're dumb. I say a lot of people <laughs> don't know about it. It is laid out more like Popeye, which, of course, if you don't know about Mario, then you don't know about fucking Popeye. <laughs> right. But it is laid out like that, except with holes. Probably not listen to this podcast. Right. You don't know about those yeah. things. Yeah, go listen to uh, the Warhammer 2000 show. Smart Warhammer. I made it through that fucking game. I played that to the end. I'm so sorry. I enjoyed it. I mean, I could only take it in little bits. It took me three years to get through it because I could only play it five minutes at a time. But I did be... I was high, also, because <laughs> I went to showbiz, <laughs> and fats Bear, had fat. dank, dank nug. The best stink weed, man. <laughs> oh, boy, drug references. We got to put that on. Let's that. go back to the enemies. Yes. Dead babies. Oh, jeez. The show has it all. Mm. I called Johnny Capcom so we can get the Crispin Wah and Hitler references in here. Hitler. Yeah. Bowflex. <laughs> Jesus. Longtime listeners, you're welcome. Yeah. So then you get the moth flies. Right. Now, yeah. what makes them unique is they do flip over with just one hit, but they navigate the screen with an arc. So they jump up. Yeah. 
you have to time your hit not perfectly but you have to be aware of how you're hitting them to yeah. knock them over yeah they jump around they jump up right. jump up and jump down right <laughs> i got my pants on backwards for some reason <laughs> You have to just be aware of their arc of how they jump because they don't stay on the platform. They go up and down, up and down, and you have to time it just right. You hit them over, you knock them, and you get the points. Now the, the Why did icicle- I just get a boner? <laughs> Talk about the icicles, because the icicle is an interesting enemy. He's a dick. He's a dick, but he's also not in some ports of this game. Hmm. So the the way he behaves because he's racist. No, <laughs> okay, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but what about his Hitler mustache? <laughs> I think that's just his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so the icicle slides out. He's blue. He's completely blue. He slides out and then he lands wherever the fuck he wants to, and he turns that entire platform into ice. Like you're not right. fucking slidey enough. <laughs> so yeah the icicle will come out you hit him once that's it but he will turn that platform into ice now don't be afraid of the icicles that hang down from the platform because i was Mm. i thought that spikes and they could kill you they can't but they make that platform more difficult to navigate when he does turn that platform into ice you want to try to attack him before he does that Mm -hmm. and he has a nice pink sound when he when he gets yeah a lot of good sounds in this game too a lot of good everything in this game yeah what's thing about the title is it is a two-way joystick right 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 there is no up and down in this game yep so be ready for that you're going to press up and down because you're used to playing super mario brothers it isn't going to help you in this game no one button two directional joystick right like you just got done saying Griffily, I feel like the game is a big improvement from earlier releases that we talked about during this Mario month, mm-hmm. particularly the environment. Like, I feel like the environment is more thought out than a game like Donkey Kong. I'm not knocking Donkey Kong. Mm-mm. It's not my favorite Nintendo game, but I'm not knocking it. I understand its relevance in the history of arcade games, but I feel like this game does a better job of defining the genre that is platforming. And if you think about games that would come out after this with the Super Mario Brothers franchise, a lot of what you're seeing here in Mario Brothers is rehashed or replicated in future titles. Now, Obviously, in future titles, you can jump on top of enemies. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do in this title. No. But in Mario Bros., you're hitting enemies from beneath. And that is something that carried its way through the 8-bit and 16-bit era of the Mario games. And I think it's important to recognize that. And, you know, games like Bubble Bobble are, are perfect <laughs> types of titles that would play off of this mechanic. Right. Yeah, that single screen platformer. There's enemies coming onto the screen. How do you navigate them? Obviously, in Bubble Bobble, you put them in bubbles and pop those bubbles. In this game, you flip them over and kick them off the screen. And again, the animations in this game are really exceptional for its time and for the company. Yeah. When I bought my Atari uh, 6200, and if you listen to the show for a long time, that was my first video game system I had purchased on my own. Now, I had Pongs, and um, all my Pongs Mm -hmm. had guns, which was awesome. (laughs) The Telstar Marksman was great. So I bought the 5200, and for some reason, I couldn't get Mario Bros. for the 5200. It was only Mm -hmm. available for the 2600, 
Oh boy! Yeah, so I bought the adapter. Which, I got a story for you, brother. Okay. Keep going. So I bought the adapter for my fifty-two hundred. Which, by the way, the adapter weighed eighty-five pounds <laughs> <laughs> because you were plugging in a twenty-six hundred into your fifty-two hundred. You were. It was just the twenty-six hundred turned sideways with a with a fucking oh. nodule on it that went down into the cartridge slot. You had to use your. <laughs> You had to use your 2600 controllers on it. it didn't even, you couldn't even use your regular fucking clockwork orange Big Ben controllers. Did it have its own power supply? Ah, uh, boy, I don't I think so. I don't yeah. think so. And you want to know why? Because the 5200 would burn down your house. <laughs> they had two versions of that power it supply. Kill your, it wouldn't kill your child like a Vectrex no. would. In, well, it only would if, yeah, only if they were sleeping, and then it would the smoking. Like, oh God, dead children all over this episode. It had two power supplies, and both of them would get burn your hand hot. Yeah, um, but uh, so I think that power supply was powerful enough to handle it. I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. Uh, it wasn't like the uh, Sega Dick. Right. Right. Well, here's my story. So we've talked a lot. Oh, wait, about- I didn't tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. So I put in the twenty six hundred. And I'm hitting my bugs from the bottom. And I'm like, why isn't the fucking platform bending when I hit it? Yeah. God damn, I was so pissed off. And then I sure. found out I found out the 5200, when that version came out, I found out that did have the warping in it. Yeah. I was like, I just spent all this money. I, I, play, sp- <laughs> I, sp- I can play Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> Played a lot of that as a kid. And I can play shit Mario Bros. Yeah. Well, guess what? The shit Mario blows. (laughs) (laughs) Shit Mario blows that you were playing was my first Mario game. Mm. But not initially. And you got to keep in mind the dates here. Now, when I had an Atari 2600, everybody else in my school had a Nintendo. And we've talked a lot about how... One Christmas, I got Journey when everyone else was getting Mario Brothers 2. Mm-hmm. And again, this was either a Christmas or a birthday, because that's the only time I got games. I got Mario Bros. for the 5200. <laughs> I didn't have a 5200. <laughs> so it must have been in a bargain bin somewhere, and it was given to me as a Christmas gift. And I opened it, and all I could do was stare at the cartridge and the box because it didn't fit in my 2600. God damn it. You could have sent it to me and I could have been happy and I could have gave you the... We're probably talking five years removed between the time that you wanted one and when I got one. I'm pretty sure this was just like at the bottom of a cheap John's bargain bin in a toy aisle. Now who gave it to you? It was either my parents or my grandparents. Did your grandparents have to camp out overnight to get it? No, not at all. You know about that, right? What's that? People camped for Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh, yeah, no. I'm telling you, uh, I was playing the Atari 2600 (laughs) when everyone else was playing that game. My uh, one girlfriend at the time, she camped uh, overnight at the Toys R Us to get Super Mario Brothers 2. I think that's when Nintendo realized we can fuck with people. Sure. To make our shit look better than it is. Regardless of what other people were playing at the time, mm-hmm. one holiday or birthday, all I could do was sit there and look at the packaging <laughs> cartridge and manual for a game that I could not play. So we've talked a lot about Journey, but this was another experience <laughs> that I had as a kid. That's great. 
it's terrible. Uh, but yeah, Mario Bros. was my first Mario game. And I think most people, particularly in North America, in my age, the 30s, their first Mario game was Super Mario Brothers, and it's understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people don't have as much nostalgia respect for the mario bros game because it came out here in 1986 where it released almost in tandem with the famicom in japan Mm -hmm. at the same time it was in the arcade so i think that's why there's more reverence for mario bros over there whereas here when that game came out it was pretty dated we already had super mario bros in 1986 we had metroid the legend of zelda castlevania Dragon's Quest, RBI Baseball, Adventure Island. So while I agree, there's probably a lot of people out there who haven't played proper Mario Bros. They've had to experience it throughout the years. At least Nintendo Japan recognizes the game as the first stepping stone toward coming up with original content. Gotcha. Now, in 1984, there were two sequels or quasi sequels. Do you know about these? No. Well, it came out for the NEC PC-88. There was Mario Brothers Special and Punch Ball Mario Bros. Now, (laughs) Mario Bros. Special is interesting. And again, you got to keep in mind the console. And it's the NCE PC-88, so it's junk. But (laughs) the Mario Bros. Special takes the Mario Bros. mechanic and moves the platforms. Mm. So that you have to jump through to navigate the screen. It's not really all that inventive. It's not all that fun, but it's something different. And it's interesting that Hudson developed these games. Right. The other game is a little bit more interesting to me because I do love Super Mario Land for the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Punchball takes the Super Mario Bros. mechanic and adds in the bouncy ball power-up that you see in the Game Boy title Super Mario Land. Mm. So you mitigate enemies using that, which is interesting. Again, these games aren't great, but it is interesting that in 1984, there were two sequels to this title. Yeah, I never knew that. That's awesome. Now it's time for our new segment, which I always call our new segment because I'm the only one that does this segment. Now it's time for our new segment, Cool (laughs) or Racist. Oh, no. Mr. Go Right 3. We decide. Yes. Uh, Mario Bros. Cool. Oh, you're going with cool. Yeah. You think yeah, so? you know what? We don't have Mario saying, it's a me, a Mario, pasta fuzzle, or anything like that <laughs> yeah. in this game. So I'm going to go with cool as well. All right. Now we get to do the Fonzie. Only a truth That proves it's cool. Now, to do the Fonzie, does that mean we get to fuck Ralph Mouth in the mouth? Where are you getting that from? What plays if we pick racist? Does, like, Birth of a Nation play? <laughs> uh, we haven't done that yet. Like, Look, then, don't forget to let go. Thank you all over the world. Maybe that's what Super plays. Super fuck racist. 
<laughs> Maybe that place. And now for the one sentence review portion of the show, where we do okay. one sentence reviews. <laughs> uh, let's. I'll do Mario Brothers. Let's do it. There's no greater joy on this earth than eating pizza, getting your weed from fats of the rocket fire <laughs> explosion, and playing a fantastic game of Mario Bros. Nice. Yeah. By the way, I never did drugs. <laughs> I first smoked pot when I was 50, okay? Yeah. I've never done anything until I was 50. I didn't drink until I was 32. Right. <laughs> had my first beer. I would drink near beer. He until... had his first Coca-Cola at 35. <laughs> it could have happened. No, I had Coca-Cola earlier than that, and one time I drank four, and then I shit my pants at my friend's. <laughs> Oh, I remember the story. We were trying to play basketball, and I said, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go to the bathroom. And I almost made it inside of his house, and then I just completely crapped my pants, and it was wow. so awful. Oh, anyway. And I, wanted, I, I liked his older sister so much, and she just got a whiff of that, and it was all over. It was all over, yeah, sure. It was all over. Sure. Yeah, she wasn't into it. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't imagine she would be. Hey, you never know. She was kind of, she was kind of easy. If you, if you grew up in Berlin, you'd find somebody <laughs> into that, but. What's your one sentence review? Players today might find Mario's weight and movement to be sharply different from what they would expect. But if you put enough time and effort in, they'll understand why Mario Bros is a masterpiece. That was about three letters short of a run-on get the fuck out of here definitely not i have proper comma uses usage it's always good to have uses especially uses. when you're trying to storify something hey yeah it's late i've been drinking let's move on yes let us move on to the finale this is the end it is the final episode the final end of may come on jupiter is that the next month jupiter sure just quick reminder, whatever service you listen to us on, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, mm -hmm. just give us a rating or review. We're also on different social media outlets, and now it's all uniform. Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, at WeTalkGames, slash WeTalkGames, you'll find us, mm -hmm. all one word. August 12th and 13th, come see us live at the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo in Garden City, New York, at the Cradle of Aviation. We will be having a live panel. That's crazy. And, yeah, it's going to be very exciting. We're, we're also going to have a table, a booth. You can come, play some games with us, talk to us. I'm going to spoil one thing. Spoilers. To, to, get, to get people out. Probably for the first time ever, you are actually going to be able to play Atari Stunt Cycle that came out for your home. There you go. If you've never played Atari Stunt Cycle that came out for your home, you better get to that cradle of revelations. Right. Yeah. Take off of work. Get yourself a room at the Red Roof M. Yeah. Request for the wet dog room. It's cheap. Don't be an August asshole. Go. Yeah. August 12th and 13th, be there. We are. Yeah, what the fuck? Buy some art while you're there from me. Yeah. Particularly. You got a mouth to feed, and it's not mine. It's Ralph's well, mouth. This is like a three-hour show. We, let's get out of here. Okay, everybody, I hope that you like us. Bye-bye. Bye! -bye. Bye. <laughs>
Good luck cutting that one out, asshole. <laughs> This song is about a monkey, and it's about a jungle man named Guitarzan. See, you got that straight? Mm-hmm. It's not now, about a monkey, is it? My cue card says it's about a monkey. Now, you think you can take it from here? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> well, well, this guy, he's thinking at a big casino nightclub right in the middle of the jungle. Mitzi, Mitzi, Mitzi. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. You got it all wrong. There's nothing about any nightclub in this song. The big bear quit laughing. Now, now, now look, baby, sweet, sweetheart, look, look at me. Now, think about the song and try to do it one more time. Take it away. Mitch is going to do our announcement, folks. Here she is. All right. Okay, you see, it's it's a really touching song. You know, kind of like E.T. It, um, it's about this gorilla, and he's he goes in a spaceship, and he goes hey. to the moon, and... You freaking out again? <laughs> <laughs> what in the world are you talking about? Uh, forget about the introduction. I'll do it. Well, excuse me, Joe Intro. I guess you know everything. If you know so much, why don't you just... Just run for president of the world. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Really snappy retort. <laughs> well, now that you mention it, Mitzi, uh, I might kind of like to be president day. You know, living in the White House, riding in big cars, eating lots of bananas, waving all them pretty girls. Right, Fats. What about Esmeralda? Is she going to be riding that big car waving all those pretty girls, too? <laughs> Can you imagine that? Fats and Esmeralda in the same car? They don't make cars that big no more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now wait a minute. We could run Fats for president. I mean, look at this product here. He's intelligent, articulate, charismatic. Oh, you just saying that because it's true. No, really. You're, you're, you're omnipresent. Uh, clairvoyant. Yeah. Yeah. Three-dimensional. Be courteous, kind, and forgiving. Be gentle and peaceful each day. Be warm and human and grateful. And have a good thing to say. Be thoughtful and trustful and childlike. Be witty and happy and wise. 
Be honest and love all your neighbors Be obsequious, purple and clairvoyant Be pompous, obese and eat cactus Be dull and boring and omnipresent Criticize things you don't know about Be oblong and have your knees removed Be tasteless, rude and offensive Live in a swamp and be three-dimensional Put a live chicken in your underwear Get all excited and go to a yawning festival Okay, everybody Be courteous, kind, and forgiving Be courteous, kind, and forgiving Good, be gentle and peaceful each day Be gentle and peaceful each day Be warm and human and grateful Be warm and human and grateful And have a good thing to say And have a good thing to say Be thoughtful and trustful and childlike everybody on this Be thoughtful and trustful and childlike Be witty and happy and wise Be witty and happy and wise Be honest and love all your neighbors be obsequious, purple, and clairvoyant. Let him hear you outside. Be obsequious, purple, and clairvoyant. Be pompous, obese, and eat cactus. Everybody sing. Be pompous, obese, and eat cactus. Be dull and boring and omnipresent. Be dull and boring and omnipresent. Criticize things you don't know about. Criticize things you don't know about. Be oblong and have your knees removed. Be oblong and have your knees removed. Ladies only, be tasteless, rude, and offensive. Now the men live in a swamp and be three-dimensional. Live in a swamp and be three-dimensional. Everybody, put a live chicken in your underwear. Put a live chicken in your underwear. Go into a closet and suck eggs. Go into a closet and suck eggs. <laughs>